When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Yes, we're keeping you right up to date with everything that's happening in sport right across uh, The Drive program with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Tyre Power. Buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger car and SUV tyres at Tyre Power. They bring the sports news headlines. We'll update the cricket again for you a bit later on with that uh, current T20 match underway between Ireland and Zimbabwe. But a man that knows about T20 cricket, he's broadcasted, he's played it at the highest level and he'll be joining the SENWA ICC T20 commentary team on this side of the country is Brad Hogg. And Brad joins us on the program this afternoon. Hoggy, how are you? I'm going very well, Pete. How are you going? Good, thanks. I hear you've been very, very busy. You've been travelling overseas and everybody wants a bit of you, but you must be looking forward to the ICC T20 World Cup. And let me tell you, if uh, this week's an indication, as you know, it's round one with Namibia winning and today Scotland beating the West Indies, we might be in for a few surprises. Yeah, well, we've already had a couple of surprises, but that just shows that you've got to be ready when you come here. And uh, I don't think Sri Lanka were. I think they got bamboozled yesterday. They uh, they were trying to hit short boundaries rather than just play their natural game and uh, hit, hit in the areas which are still vacant in those longer boundaries. So, um, yeah, it was disappointing to see Sri Lanka go down and even more disappointing with the way that the West Indies went down today. And everyone can say that they didn't bring Narine or uh, Andre Russell here, but at the end of the day... Uh, times have changed and you, you want to pick those players that uh, are putting in for your country, staying there and uh, and playing grassroots cricket. And I think West Indies have rewarded those particular players, but now it's for, the, for them to stand up and uh, try and repay the favour to the selectors. There's no excuse, is there, Hoggy, when you look at the West Indies, uh, dismissed for 118 in only 18.3 overs by a team like Scotland. Uh, when you look at it, is it more of the mental approach or... They found the track a bit different there in Geelong. How do you affect uh, down there in Hobart? How did you appraise it all? Uh, look, look at the end of the day, I, I just think they'll put under pressure. I think when you when you sort of chase 161 and you weren't expecting the opposition to get that total, and you, you're playing someone that's uh, meant to be far less talented than what you are, I think you take it a little bit easier. And then when you get behind the eight ball. Uh, and you've got to try and catch things up. Um, you, you, you find that you, you start to panic, and the opposition can really get on top of you. And that, that's what happened with the West Indies. I remember a semi-final against Kenya. I think it was the 2003 World Cup out Durban, and uh, we lost a couple of early wickets. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're starting to panic down the lower order, and we nearly got toppled by Kenya. And that was just the simple fact that we we uh, were expected to win and win easily, and uh, we just let our guard down a little bit, and we allowed the opposition to uh, have a little bit of a sniff, and when they do get a sniff, um, the whole momentum changes. Of course, uh, there is two groups of four in that. The top two go through to the next phase, which is, of course, 
next week in the Super 12s where Australia will contest. Today in the warm-up game at the Gabba, they were beaten by India by six runs. How do you see the Aussies at the moment? Yeah, I'm not too worried about today's game. It's more about uh, the, the couple of games that they played against England, and uh, I think I think England are the team to beat on this particular uh, tour. But Australia, they've got to sort out what, what their bowling lineup is. Do they play Cummins or do they play Richardson? Uh, I think Richardson's probably a better death bowling option, and I, I think they need that in this particular T20 World Cup. So, do they go with Cummins, who can bat a little bit better than Richardson, or do they stick with Richardson? That's probably the big question. And and uh, just a balanced middle order as well. Um, I, I just don't think they've settled in that middle order. Uh, they've been chopping and change their, uh, changing their lineup uh, quite regularly over the last uh, couple of months. And, you know, I just feel that they're a little bit disorganised. But in saying that, I said the same thing when they went to the UAE as well and they toppled everyone there. Um, and, and they'll probably be the underdogs there as well. So for me, we'll just have to sit and wait and hopefully they've got things right there now. Is Steve Smith going to get a Guernsey or do you think it's best to leave him out? Uh, look, that's a, that's a very tough question but uh, with, with the way that T20 cricket's going right now, I just think you need that high strike rate in that middle order uh, and I, I just think Steve Smith uh, would, if I was selector, I probably wouldn't play him uh, and I know that's a harsh call but you probably want players with uh, high strike rates but Again, in saying that, you, you know, Glenn Maxwell's got to stand up as well and find a bit of form in that uh, that middle order as well. We can't just have a little bit of hit and miss from him as well. But he, he's a match winner on his day. But it's got to happen more frequently than what is happening right now. What about the bowling stocks, Hoggy? How do you see Australia's bowling stocks? And how many pacemen do you have the luxury of playing in the T20? Look, T20 cricket, I, I think you still rely on your top six. If your top four don't uh, bat till the 15th, 16th over, you, you're generally in trouble. But uh, I just rely on the top six. I'd, I'd play four frontline uh, front quicks. So I think you've, you've got to play to your strength and, uh, and and you'd have Adam Zampa there. So that's five bowlers with uh, with uh, um, you back down to six. But if you, if you go with the four frontline quicks, uh, that, that puts Cummins in there as well. And Cummins can Handle, uh, can handle the bat, so uh, he can bat around that seven mark for you as well and just try and finish off the innings if need be. That, that, that's probably the way that I'd go with it, Peter. Okay, Australia, as we know, won the last T20 World Cup, as you pointed out, in the UAE. Who do you like going into this uh, tournament, particularly next week when all the big nations, uh, of course, play their opening games? Well, in saying that, the reason why I'd go with four quicks is because it's a quicker and bouncier over here in Australia. I think New Zealand's got a bouncier track than us, but it's not as quick. So that's an advantage to us, and I think we've got to play to the advantage. But in in saying that, England are probably the best players of 140-plus bowling that that happens. So England are favourites with their batting lineup. Probably their bowling lineup is a little bit effy, but they've got three left armers there that are all very good with the new ball. They get to swing the ball in, so they'll get early wickets in the power play, especially against right-arm openers. So uh, that, that's where I see England uh, with their strength in batting and, and early power play wickets. That's why I think they're probably favourites. And then you go to Pakistan. Uh, pa- Pakistan have probably got the quickest attack uh, on the so- on uh, Australian soil this, this particular T20 World Cup. 
Um, so with that, I, I think they've got the advantage there, but it's just their, their middle order batting that uh, struggles because it's put under pressure by the two openers who've got a slow strike rate. So that's where Pakistan fall away. And uh, India, you, you can't write them off. They've got a, a quality batting lineup and a decent bowling lineup. The only thing that they miss is probably Jadeja and Boomer. What, the reason why I say Jadeja is because, yes, he can bowl a bit, he can bat a bit, but uh, just in that field, with the big boundaries here in Australia, you need quality fielders, and uh, that, that's one player that they miss in a hot spot. And he's quick across the ground, good arm, and uh, very athletic. And uh, the rest of them probably drop off in that that department. Mm. So that's where India fall away. Yeah, just looking but at England, pa- the favourites for me. England, the favourites for you. Looking at Pakistan, they're in a warm up against England at the Gabba in Brisbane at the moment. And we're in the 15th over, and Pakistan are five for 123. So when you look at the Super 12s, Hoggy. Australia in Group 1 against Afghanistan. They've got England in there. They've got New Zealand. And, of course, two qualifiers, one from Group A and the other one from Group B. So it's not going to be easy for the Aussies, isn't it? You're favouring England. So it could be against Australia and New Zealand who progress through to the semifinals. Yeah, yes, uh, de- definitely. I, th- I think the way that England uh, played uh, Australia here on, on our home soil, I just thought they dominated us and, that, you know, they were, they were all on top of us. So... Uh, I, I like the way that they played it. It's made uh, the Australian think tank change. Uh, well, think about how they're going to approach it. New Zealand uh, always a dangerous force, especially when they play for, uh, against Australia. They always stand up, but I just think they're a little bit unsettled at the moment. Milne and uh, Ferguson, who are their two quickest bowlers, have both uh, got a little bit of an injury, so they they need them both fit if they're going to have any success. And uh, Mitchell in the middle order, he's had a bit of a broken uh, finger or a a, a problem with the finger at the moment, which has kept him out of the team, and he's probably one of their most dominating batting, batsmen at the moment, and one who's in form that uh, they'll miss, and probably their spinners will drop off. So I, I think New Zealand probably won't be as competitive this year, and I think Australia will have the advantage there. But don't write Afghanistan off either. I think uh, if, you, if you look at uh, all the teams in that group against spin, Afghanistan have got three quality spinners in there, uh, and I, I think. Instead of trying to bowl quick uh, or uh, utilise pace against these three other teams, I think Afghanistan should go to their strength and use three quality spinners and just see if they can uh, unsettle uh, the opposition team's uh, middle order and use Majib Raymond in uh, in the power play overs uh, with with his off spin with a a couple of media paces at the other end. And I think... Afghanistan might be able to upset a team or two in this tournament. Mm, interesting. And, Hoggy, as we let you go, of course, five games here at Optus Stadium. One that I'm looking forward to, actually, and we'll be working on this together, is in Group 2 when India and South Africa battled here at Optus Stadium. That should be a beauty. Yeah, look, I was a little bit worried about South Africa uh, with the way that they were playing against India over uh, just in their little series that they've just had over there in the subcontinent. But um, they've just knocked off New Zealand quite comfortably in a warm-up match. So uh, that, that puts them in a, in a uh, different uh, a different light at the present moment. But I think if, if South Africa are going to have any inroads in this particular tournament, it's Miller in the middle order that really needs to, uh, needs to fire. He's a, he's a quality batsman, has a high strike rate, but uh, you know he, he he needs to make the bulk of the runs uh, for, for South Africa. And uh, Markram also coming in at number four. I, I think he's a quality player, and he can just hold that middle order, and uh, he can he can really power away at the back end. So 
I think those two batsmen are, are real keys for South Africa. And uh, Norky's fitness is probably the uh, the big question mark as well. If Norky's fully fit, uh, that just adds a good balance to their pace attack because he's one of the quickest bowlers going around and he's very hard to get away, especially on these bouncy wickets yeah, here in Australia. He certainly commands a bit of speed. Don't worry about that, Norky. Thanks for joining us, Hoggy. I'm looking forward to working with you uh, during the course of the T20 World Cup matches here at Optus Stadium. Uh, have a good night, mate, and you've given us a nice little insight here on the program this afternoon. Right. Thanks very much, Pete. Have a great day, mate. Good on you, mate. Brad Hogg, oh, he's charged up, you can tell, can't you? 28 past five, and this is, of course, a Drive with Peter Vlahos, all thanks to Toolmart. You can get the right tool from the start. They are the complete tool centre. Come and join us on the Temper of Bedshed text line. Love to get your thoughts. Just jot a number down. Where do you think Australia will finish? Will they get to the semi-finals? As I said, their group will comprise Afghanistan, Australia, England, New Zealand, one team from the Group A, which is Namibia, Netherlands, Sri Lanka, or the UAE, and one team from Group B, which is Ireland, Scotland, West Indies, and Zimbabwe. Can they progress through to the semi-finals, or do you think they'll fall short? Love to get your thoughts on it right now. On the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736. We're going to speak to five-time Breckler medal winner Shane Nelson, who joins West Perth great Ray Schofield and is only now Mel Winnan with nine Breckler medals is in front of him. That's an incredible uh, feat by Shane Nelson. We'll speak to him next here on Drive with Peter Vlahos.